Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio as always by Armani Buckets and Brendan Deutsch. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Um, Arash, I wanted to ask you to start this morning. I open up Twitter and I see this tweet saying, Wow, this wrestling news is sad. Is this the end of WWE? And I had no idea what that Yeah, it's, it's all rumors right now, so I don't want to, uh, I mean, A, the guy who tweeted out the rumor d- deleted it, but listen, I, 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 in 2023 and even prior to that, it doesn't matter if the news is not true. It, so, um we should uh, we will be following this, the, the WWE uh will be sold at some point but we don't know to who and so i think uh, the rumor that took twitter by storm last night uh was tweeted by someone who's never broken a story before and deleted it when i think whether they were joking whether they were going off of uh, um something that they heard from a friend at a bar anyways the tweet's been deleted but hypothetically speaking what why would that be the end i'm sorry i'm really ignorant to this well i mean if vince mcmahon so vince mcmahon's back and we'll see how long that lasts. But I think Vince McMahon is back to facilitate the sale. Um, if WWE gets sold for the first time since Vince McMahon has been the guy, I mean, it, it's 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 the end of the, the WWE as we knew it. But listen, I mean, I, I think at this point, um, so much has changed, you know? So, I mean, if you grew up as a fan of, you know, Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik and stuff like that, I mean, it, the product is nowhere near what we grew up with so yeah it's totally different yeah i i know nothing about wrestling so don't (laughs) don't come to me about about any of it but um you know i know we're going to talk about the clippers last night and uh, you know look a lot can be said about stephen a smith but what he said today it was fantastic he said i cannot trust the clippers because Kawhi is going to sit out five of the next 10 games at some point what have we said all the year he's going to have to there, there needs to be team chemistry there needs to be team chemistry and i know we'll get into that but it's just for me it's it's concerning if Kawhi continues to load manage i don't believe in load management yeah um, but I think with him, it has been beyond load management this yes. season, you know? So I, I think that's the bigger concern. If this was a load management debate, if this was a load management conversation, that's one thing. And by the way, the load management thing, when you win a championship, when it works, then not only does Kawhi, but the rest of the league begins to follow suit and say, well, listen, I mean, I, we don't really care for the one, two, three, or four. See, we just want our guys healthy, composed season time. But with Kawhi, it's not really a load management thing. He, he has not been healthy. Now, he has been healthy at times, but with him, it's not a load management thing. And, and when you talk about a, a, a fairly new team, they, the, the consistency is not there. 
You know, you can't you know. D- depend on the playoffs. There, there's no switch come playoff time. I don't believe that, that that there is. You have to begin the process of of playing together, trusting each other, deve- developing some chemistry, and that has not been the case with this team. Yeah, not at all. Um, but I still think when we look back at history and we look back at last year and we look at the current state of the Western Conference, I just can't help but think that they still have a good amount of time to figure things sure. out. They're 22 and 21. The Celtics at last last year's uh, this point, 21 and 21, they went 24 and 24, and then they won nine in a row. And that propelled What was the them. turnaround for them, if you remember? I don't know if you know that, off the top of your That but, win streak. But was there something that, that happened that led to the win streak? It was, not, no. Not, not really. Just like kind of a, it yeah. was the win streak, and the defense became a, an elite well, that's the well, I think yeah. the one thing, too, is everybody was like, trade brown or you know oh, that's like, right they break them up talks. break yep. them up and i think they were just they felt disrespected and it kind of went to the point where they were like let's prove everybody wrong and i think the clippers kind of need that same thing they're a very similar team to last year's celtics team they play good defense not great offensively obviously this year's celtics team is fantastic offensively they're a different and more dominant celtics team than last year but the Clippers will have a chance to do some special. They just need to get their chemistry down. And thank gosh, Grant and I bullied Ty Lue into playing <laughs> Robert Covington and Terrence Mann more because it's working. Doesn't take a genius to figure out, you know, but two elite defenders and Mann at point guard is helping a lot. Sit Reggie Jackson and John Wall late in the game. Important. Yeah. Now, I should say that Celtics thing is a rare, rare occurrence for a team to start 500 exactly. for the first That's half and then rare. make it to the NBA Finals. But you, it, there is precedent is what we're but saying. But what the Clippers have, they do have the pieces there. So it's yeah. not like some team that no one expected to, to, to be competitive this season, that the, the talent's not there. You do have two of the best players, two of the best two-way players in the world there. You have a team that when they are healthy, big question mark there, when they are healthy, they are a championship contending team i mean this would if the clippers went on a run and won the championship we not we we would not be thinking like this came out of nowhere because preseason when you looked at the west it was kind of the clippers and the warriors if they played to their potential if they were healthy so this wouldn't shock the world who is the Clippers' third most important player? Not by the way, your most important. favorite question. You love yeah. the third, it, but let me ask you why. Like, if if you have a Shaq and Kobe, for example, and I'm not saying Kawhi and Paul George, that's Shaq and Kobe, but d- did it matter who the third best player was? Not in that instance. I or think Jordan and Pippen, or you look at the best one. Now it's become a trendy thing to have the big three. I would argue if you have a transcendent two, if you have two of the best players in the world, and I'm not saying that the Clippers do, but they're they're pretty darn good. Yeah. Does it does it matter if the number three is a is a superstar? No, but what I want from the number three is consistency. Okay. And the Clippers, Norman Powell will have a great game, and then you won't hear from him. And Going down the line, they have that kind of theme. Yes, but I also think they don't give him enough shots a lot of the time. He's been efficient. (laughs) You know, it's not like he's one game he'll shoot 10 shots and you'll be like, wow, Norman Powell's like amazing. And the next shot, next game, he'll have like five shots. Like that's that's a problem. Ty Lue really has a Stone Age offense. He really does. He's a defensive coach, good defensive coach. No denying that. 
to win to win a championship the clippers are going to need to get back into being a top five defense they're seventh right now they're doing no one favors not even themselves they're doing everyone else in the nba favors if they aren't a top five defense because they have the 20 what 28th what's the drop offense? off from five to seven i mean in my it's mind not seven much. is close it's, to it's, five. it's okay. not that much but what i'm saying is they were third a couple of weeks ago yeah. and it's possible because memphis was the 24th ranked defensive rating before jared jackson came back which is why he's the defensive player of the year now they're first right because he's just been dominant he blocks six percent of opposing shots by far number one in in the nba the clippers and this is a testament look at the top defenses right now what do they have a dominant power forward that can really defend yeah. the interior and go out in the perimeter clippers don't really have that they need they may might need to look miles turner would win the clippers a championship for sure they need a guy like that but they're not going to get they don't have the pieces to get a guy like that but do they really have to make a move? Like I when, think they do. When you look at this team as it's currently assembled, if everyone's healthy, if they're playing consistently well, did they have to? You, I mean, like, they have to make a move to get past who? I mean, it, look, it is wide open. You have a point. There's no one really to get past. I think it's the Grizzlies or the Pelicans right now, and those are two teams yeah. that are going to be tough to beat. Um, I'm still not as high in Golden State. That's a whole different conversation, but I know Curry's back, so they'll be there. They'll win a playoff series or two because they have Steph Curry, who's one of the best players in the world, right? But the Clippers, the issue is, is like you look at a team like Toronto, very similarly constructed to the Clippers, wing stops, right? Like tons of wings, yeah, underachieving Clippers, tons of wings, underachieving so many wings and so many good perimeter defenders that it just doesn't gel. Yeah. Like, you know, they need to like trade a couple. So, so do the rappers trade a couple, get a big that can the stretch issue the floor I have there is that if you want to build consistency at the very least, these guys have been together. Now they haven't played consistently together, but they've been at practices together. They've been traveling together. Together. you 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 do a big move like that i mean are, do you do you guys have concern that okay now we're going to trade two pieces for another piece and we're well, i think the issue up? is they've been reluctant to do that and they're which is why they haven't won team, exactly you know in the past yeah. couple of years like the thing the thing i admire about the lakers say what you want is like they they never they'll pull the trigger if it means like winning a championship you know a lot of times what i do like this year um and i liked you know the championship game on Monday was a disaster, 65 to seven. You can't get worse than that. But I did like that there was new blood in there. I do think when we look at the finals, I would be surprised if we don't have a first time team from the Western Conference. When you look at it, the Denver Nuggets, I don't believe have ever been to the finals. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Grizzlies for sure have never been to the finals. The Pelicans for sure have never been to the finals. Uh, I don't believe the Sacramento Kings have been to the finals. I don't think they, I know for sure the Clippers have not been to the finals. So, um, Timberwolves have not been to the finals. I mean, I mean, there's a very good chance that the team that comes from the West will be a first-time team. Armand will tell you no. He'll say it's going to be Golden State or oh, Clippers that, well, for sure. Well, by the way, if it's the Clippers, <laughs> it's their first time. I guess for me, I would want a first-time team. The only one is the Lakers and the Warriors, right? And the Mavericks. Kind of, exactly. Yeah, when, if, uh, if I'm looking down the list, the Mavericks have been there and they've won. The Suns have been there. They haven't won, but they have been there. The yeah, Warriors have Suns. been there, and they've won. The Jazz have been there. Blazers they, have been yeah, there. The Lakers have, have been there. The Thunder have been there. Spurs, Rockets. So, yeah, the, the teams that, that I mentioned kind of at the top, top six in the league. Well, Brandon's right, though. I'm not going to agree with you there. You got the I Warriors. I, yeah. I uh, no, that, that, that totally makes sense, by <laughs> yeah, the way. The West I mean, Finals, not, you know. I mean, look, the Warriors probably upset the Pelicans. The Pelicans need that one series that kind of pushes them over the edge for next year. That probably is still in play, although I really like the Pelicans. We haven't seen them at full strength. I think 
seven times out of 10, you're going to get a West finals between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Some, some of that stature, maybe I the Clippers do like that. They don't like each other. I'm not yeah. saying that the Grizzlies are, are prepared for that moment. Cause they certainly weren't last year. Did you guys see the clip of Steph Curry after game one of last year? I hope you guys saw the clip. Did you um, not see it? Okay, if you saw it, you would know that. You exactly. Saw it. I mean, what I remember is just clay. Really. You're talking about a guy who's one of the great players of all time. Three time champion. Just like he, like when they won the championship, he was still thinking about the Grizzlies. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what happened is game one ends. Yeah. And I can't remember who won the game, but you have <laughs> John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are standing underneath the basket and they look disappointed. So I'm assuming Memphis lost the game. Steph Curry walks right up to them with a, uh, the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. He, I think he puts his arm around them and he, and he claps his hand and he says, this is going to be so fun, fellas. I can't <laughs> wait. And it's just, he, he sounds like an absolute psycho. Yeah. And that's the type of drive that I just can't ignore when oh, you yeah. look at the West. This team has every team's number except Kawhi's and except maybe LeBron's and except we haven't seen the Pelicans. We don't know. We what don't they know are. what we have. So there. Yeah. I mean, which why, makes the NBA fun. I think the yeah, East is yeah. much more, you know, converse. It's just going to be one of the big four, right? Or big five. Yeah. I don't even think Philly has a chance because Doc Rivers is their coach. But So when you look at that, um, and it's very interesting because the way the season ended a year ago, the Celtics have a new coach, obviously, and the Brooklyn Nets have a new coach. And when you look at the t- turnaround that they've had this season, and we'll see how that they how they progress without KD for a couple of weeks, the Nets coaching change could have saved that team. That franchise. I mean, it is because I, by the way, I love Steve Nash. I think he was a fantastic player. Was not good here. Obviously, he got hurt. Not, not, not his fault, but really amazed. I mean, do, do you blame it on Steve Nash? Because as soon as they made that coaching change, that flipped the switch. Well, if you go and ask Nets fans, yeah, 100% <laughs> they do blame it on Nash. And there there's was, a line in the sand where it's very clear like, we were bad, coaching change, and then yeah. they took off. It, it, a lot of it has to do with Nash, but also the development of guys like Nick Claxton, the emergence of Ben Simmons as being a real piece again, and the confidence that he found, Kyrie being consistently available and good, Kevin Durant playing at an MVP level, Yuta Watanabe showing up and being a really nice role player. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but the head coach had a lot to do with it as well the, yeah and it, look Durant out for a month isn't going to help them they'll probably go if they can hover around 500 for the yeah. next month that'll be good for them at the end of the day i really don't see any team beating the celtics right now i mean they're so well constructed Celt- yeah. it's so and Giannis, i know you, that's your boy but he's having the least efficient season of his young career since his rookie year well, we, we should also say that he's without his top no two. no middleton of course and, and i'm not saying he's not dom- yeah i'm not saying he's not dominant he is but his psa ranks in like the 38th percentile when he was in like the 78th percentile points per 100 shot attempts the past couple of years i mean he's taken 45 shots sometimes to get 35 points it's kind of crazy yeah the team needs to play better defense but right now it's hard for me to see any team defeating the celtics in a seven game series right now we should talk about that Bucks thing, and I because Giannis he floated it around in the offseason about you know I could see myself potentially somewhere else, and the Bucks have done him no favors to keep him satisfied. Joe Ingles was their big offseason move. Chris Middleton's knee is still not healthy. He yeah. came back and now he's back out for the last month. Drew Holiday hasn't been healthy. They're both in their thirties. At some point, Giannis if they don't if they don't seriously contend for the east this year 
there's going to be a disgruntled star in Milwaukee. In what do they opinion. have to do? I mean, let, 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 like, do they have to get to the conference finals? Because I do agree yes. with Brandon. I think the Celtics are the class of the conference right now, perhaps the, the class of the NBA, league, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then the way Brooklyn's playing, again, we'll see how they do without KD. But once KD comes back, it doesn't matter if they're a two, three, or four seed. I mean, as soon as KD comes back, they're good. So I do think that's the conference final. So, like, let's say they get eliminated in the semifinals. So you're saying you have Brooklyn over the Bucks? I do Bucks. right now, and yeah. that's a smart. That's a right now. That's that's a very good point because Brooklyn, what they lacked last year was a defense. Now they have a top ten defense. They can go toe to toe defensively with the Celtics in Milwaukee because of Ben Simmons, because of Royce O'Neal, and they have that guy Armand. What do you say? That perimeter defender that can lock down the opposing team's best players. They have two. Royce O'Neal can go on Jalen Brown. Ben Simmons can go on Jason Tatum. That's important. So Arash has a point. I think Brooklyn could very well. This is the first time in their new construction that I can see them going to the finals. It's possible. They're probably the best equipped to take the Celtics seven games. It's amazing that a year removed from them just being, I mean, again, as, as much of a train wreck as we had here in Los Angeles with the Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets were, were right there with them. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that the Lakers are going to do anything, but I think we're, we're kind of both in agreement. Maybe I mean, they're they're They got a shot here to at least be the that play in again, two games out. Don't sell them shorter. Two, two games go. out of that six seed. After talking to our money buckets down, my, my view is forget the 10 seed. I'm talking six seed. So they're two yeah. games back at the six seed I, right I now. I think they could get it. Yeah. I, I, I think they're also no team wants to, I don't care how bad the Lakers Playoffs, are. No, no team wants, wants yeah. to play Davis and LeBron in a seven Certain, game series. I'm and, sorry. And, and for sure. Well, let's just, say they're in that play-in game you go back and talk to the golden state warriors no one wants to play them in a one game series lebron could go off and anthony davis could go off russell westbrook off the bench could go off well, something I mean, something's know. important to note though is like the last couple of weeks without davis their offense has been fantastic their defense yeah. has been terrible you put davis that's back that's the key with this team defense and once davis comes back they'll be a top 15 defense top 20 defense just because of they him can play defense they, they got a chance I think him is not getting enough credit. Now, listen, you're never going to win any awards by having two of the top, you know, if they're healthy, top 10, 15 players in the league. But he's getting them to to, to believe. I think Thomas Bryant needs an award. There we yeah. go. <laughs> so hypothetically speaking, let's say they wanted to make a trade. And we, we keep talking about 2027 or 2029 or both, yeah. right? Let's say a trade package comes up for whichever wing you desire. Um, you know, not a star, but a nice player and let's say instead of 2027 it's beverly and reeves so you're replacing uh, the pick with reeves would you be more inclined to do that or would you be more inclined to want to give up a pick and this is just i'm more inclined and i know fans are gonna hate this and i and i and i you know i think Austin reeves is the type of a player that they're always gonna find whether it's a caruso whether it's an austin reeves it's 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 I don't want to shortchange them, but I'm not going to not make a move that I believe can make this team a championship contending team. Again, this is a fan base, by the way, that is championship or bust. I think when you look at what they've been through the past two years, if this team makes the playoff, if they win a playoff series, if they lose in the second round, I, I know this is, <laughs> I'm going to get some pushback, but if this team gets in, to, to, to the playoffs, whether as a six seed or as a play-in game win, and they actually win a playoff series. I mean, they were they were left for dead. 
I mean, I think that's a successful season. I don't know. Yeah, as long as they don't get swept. I oh, for sure, exactly. Yeah. But what if yeah. they win a playoff series and then they get swept? So I, 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 I had that situation with the with the Clippers, and I covered them that, that first year with Blake and Chris, and it was a fantastic seven-game series against the Grizzlies. And I do agree, some of the excitement gets lost when you get swept in round two. They can't get swept. It you, happened to Kobe against the Mavs, the, the year Mavs won. Yeah, exactly. So... No, yeah, but, but by the way, that, that was a unique year where they win back-to-back. They won 2009, 2010. They bring the band back together for one last hurrah. And um, and again, you know, they, they beat the, they were the Hornets at the time, New Orleans Hornets with Chris Paul. Um, and then the way that they lost, if you remember, like that last game, Bynum. Andrew Bynum taking yeah. off his jersey and Phil shoving retiring. It was just, by uh, the way, yeah. last thing, Armand, because I know we got to go to break soon, but... Andrew Wiggins, that's the guy that will take your team, your quote championship contender to to the to the finals. He yeah. has to step up. They have to be better defensively. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, there's just so. I am amazed. The West is wide open, and that's why if you're the Lakers, if you have a chance to make a trade, you do it because it is wide open. The fact that we're talking about the Lakers as a potential six seed, they're only two games back of the six seed, and I'm gonna. Uh, Drink heavily off of Armani <laughs> Buckets tab. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Mona. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment and just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest highlight. By the way, Circus Sports having some really fun um, things happening there. If you want to watch the Super Bowl there, if you want to watch the conference championship games there, um, a lot of cool stuff happening there at, at Circa. And the next man we're about to have on has been a Circa himself. Grant Money Mona. Grant, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Speaking of Vegas, how about having the AFC title game at in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. I Why like that. that. I like that idea. I, I think we're going to oh, find... actually, though, how about the Rose Bowl? Rob? Well, so you that was that my, uh, you know, semi-viral tweet. Listen, my tweets don't get yeah. 2 million views like some people on this show. But, um, <laughs> with, yeah, listen, I think a lot of people... Listen, you want it to be in a warm weather place. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, and again, we, we will be past the storms by then. 
the championship game was an absolute disaster on the field, but also with the rain. And I and I, I feel weird because I'm from Los Angeles and I can't control the weather, but I'm apologizing. I'm saying, guys, these are the worst two days we're going to have this entire year. I'm so sorry you traveled from Georgia and Texas to see this. So we saw, I'm sorry to cut you off, Grant, but we saw the, the tweet of the people slipping yeah. and stuff. What was, what was... So, I mean, so listen, what they did, and Grant, you can touch on this because you've been there a ton. Oh, yeah. For whatever oh, yeah. reason... They made the concrete slick. And the video that I wanted to get that I just missed, like sometimes like my phone's in my pocket. There was a kid like doing a slip and slide. I mean, that's how slick <laughs> oh the surface my. is. And I, I think if I would have captured that, that really would have put in context, context how slippery that surface is. Again, 99% of the time, it doesn't matter. It's 75 degrees and, su- and sunny. But when it's raining mm. like that, the number of people who slipped and fell. So I personally, I slipped and fell, but I... Like I'm okay, thankfully. There were some older people who slipped and fell, and so I got that the, that shot of two stretchers passing each other in the night. Uh, yeah. Got picked up everywhere, but I mean, it, it's it's a unfortunate situation because you just can't predict the weather. Like you go to the Super Bowl a year ago, it's 75 and sunny and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You, you go to the championship game on Monday and it's the monsoon torrential downpour, state of emergency in California. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to mention something, too, because I've been there a lot, like you said, and, you know, I've been there when it is really cold. I've been there when it's really hot. And I remember opening night, Brandon was there with me, is it was really hot in yeah. there, like extremely hot. And we were at the top level where we were in the open air. Arash, you know we were, when we yeah. were, where we were up there. And it was really hot up there. And there's what they should do is, uh, I mentioned Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium has it where you can open the windows or you can close them yeah. on the side. And have they seen heat? I just, some of the design choices by that stadium, the parking, the tailgating, that was kind of questionable to me. I, it's kind of weird for a $5 billion stadium. Yeah, I mean, you know, because if they if they had enclosed it, they would be in the running for other events like the right. Final Four, which is going to Las Vegas. Again, they, they could never have that at SoFi, and that was a perfect example right. on Monday, torrential mm-hmm. downpour. You can't have that. All right, let's move mm-hmm. on. Uh, Clippers, Grant, we've been talking about them for quite some time. We're about at the halfway mark of the season. They're about a 500 team, a game or two mm-hmm. above or below, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um are you confident that if this team stays together as currently constructed, that they can win a championship? I am, but I'm not. It's so weird because, you know, they had a six game losing streak. They broke it last night against the Mavericks. And of course the Mavericks and Luka Doncic and Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers had to make it like a game seven of the first round of the playoffs type atmosphere. Once again, um, Luka had over 40 Kawhi had 33 in his best performance. Um, and it looked like a team that we saw against the Boston Celtics um, a month or so ago when they looked like one of the best teams in the league. But right before this, they lost to the Hawks where they blew a 6-10 to 10 point lead in the last three minutes. Before that, they were on a huge skid where everyone was just not playing well. The rotations were out of sorts. And then they come and play a good team and they look great. It's just, I, I don't, <laughs> I can't really put a, a finger on what's going on here because sometimes they look like one of the best teams in the league and then sometimes they look like they don't even deserve to be a play-in team. And, you know, Armand and I have this running joke of, of Ty Lue being a terrorist to the, to, the, to the team. And then yesterday he goes out and he has the best rotations I've seen him make. And, you know, it, it's like... One, on one hand, you can have him where he's playing the completely wrong guys and having three, four-guard lineups. And on the other hand, you could have him playing 
a whole wing lineup where it looks fantastic. And I think the big thing is that Terrence Mann is getting a lot more minutes. And I've said this on shows in, in the past is that when Terrence Mann gets a lot more minutes, they look a lot better. The energy is better. The defense is better. He flies around. He can create, uh, you know, he play makes, he's a good screener with Kawhi. And, you know, Norm Powell has come on, uh, you know, even without Paul George and Luke Kennard, they look like a pretty formidable defense with Robert Covington playing minutes, with Terrence Mann playing minutes. You know, limiting minutes that Reggie Jackson didn't play at all. He got a DNP last night, which is a godsend, but um, that, that's for another thing. Um, you know, Marcus Morris has been on and off. He cost them a few games, and he's still playing heavy minutes. I'd like to see those, you know, diminish. But, you know, like I said, this team's so up and down, I can't really get a gauge on if they're good or not. And, you know, with so much parity in the West, not just in the West, but in the East as well, there's so much parity around the league. You can have, you know, like, you, you know, I, I'm sure you guys mentioned this, the Lakers are what, one, two, three games out of the, the eight seed. It could be the five seed. It could be the six two, seed. Two games so out of the six seed. Right. Exactly. It's just, it's like everyone's talking about how bad the Lakers were, but they're like a game or two behind the Clippers. And it's just like, this is the parody that we were talking about. This is perfect leading into my question, Grant. Hypothetically speaking, and it might not be hypothetical because it could very well happen. Play in tournament, let's say it was next week. The Lakers are confident. They're rolling. Uh, we know what the Clippers have done against the Lakers in recent years. Who would you take in, in a play-in type environment right now if they were to meet up? Healthy. I, I'd still take the Clippers just because they have, Kawhi Leonard playing right now as he is. This is what everyone would wanted to see from him coming off that ACL injury. He's actually looked better than I thought. He's played in less than 20 games and he's looked this good. Um, and you know, he had 33 on, on nine shots last night. You know, when he goes up against the best, this is what I've noticed when he goes up against the best, he shows out and performs his best. And you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people talking about like, okay, if it was Lakers Clippers, what would the crowd look like? Even if it was a Clippers home game, I'll tell you right now, it would be 95% Laker fans and it wouldn't even be close. So it'd technically be like a Laker home game, but talent on paper, the Clippers would still win just because they have that. They have the depth still. You know, if Anthony Davis comes back, it would be a pretty close matchup. And I'm saying this right now. The next time the Lakers and Clippers play, I do think that the Lakers could get a game from them. And I know there's it's been what eight and oh, nine and oh for Ty Lue since he took over against the Lakers. But the Lakers are are they add a shooter like Boyan Bogdanovich? They get another wing. They could be a really good team, and they could be a team that with Anthony Davis, with LeBron, and that wing shooter, and with Westbrook playing as good as he as he is off the bench. They're not as bad as people thinking, you know. There's a lot of talk about how bad they are, you know, how their depth is. But you add one or two pieces, it could be pretty good. It could be, it could be, maybe not a top contender, but it could be pretty good. And look, Grant, no need to watch the game as a Lakers fan if they play the Clippers in the play-in because the Lakers will lose. <laughs> they cannot beat the Clippers head to head. I don't know why they just they can't do it. Uh, I guess it's a testament to Ty Lue, but figuring out the rotations for those games. But I wanted to ask you about the Grizzlies because I wrote about this in my new article, my power rankings on the Sporting Tribune. Um, but the Grizzlies have the 24th ranked defense. Jared Jackson Jr. comes back. Now mm -hmm. they have the best defense in the entire NBA. If they mm -hmm. continue to play defense like that, do you think they're the favorite to come out of the West right now? No, I still think it's Denver just because Denver has Nicole Jokic and you know, Jamal Murray. They have such a solid team. And you know, Mike Malone is such a great coach. I mean, I've listened to, you know, they, the Clippers played them on a, on a Thursday primetime game where they got blown out, but what was most what the thing that's to me the most was Mike Malone's speeches, you know, in the huddle. He is such a great motivator. He is such a calming presence at that head coach spot. Like, 
you know, Nikola Jokic, we all know he can get his numbers, but the other guys around him, like to, to, to key in to what their game plan is day in and day out. And, and, you know, Denver's defense and Nikola Jokic's defense, you know, usually takes a dive in, in the playoffs. But, you know, they got to the conference finals, was it? Well, now three. I can't believe it's 2023, three years ago against the Lakers in the bubble. And, you know, they have that opportunity again. Look, the Grizzlies are very formidable. I'm, I'm still kind of worried about Jaron Jackson's foul trouble, obviously, because, you know, Brandon, you and I have, have described this in our pod, is that he fouls a lot. You know, he, he is a very good presence down low, but he does foul a lot. And John Morant is not a great defender. We know that. So, you know, even there, there's even fire engines around here that are sounding <laughs> the alarm for that defense. Um, but, you know, the, the Nuggets are still... The Nuggets, look at it, wow. I'm talking about the two bad defensive players and the fire engines are coming around here. Um, but yeah, you know, John Morant's not a great defender. They do have Dylan Brooks. They, look, the Grizzlies and the, and the Nuggets, for me, are the top two teams, for sure. But, in, you know, in terms of who can take over in a playoff game, yeah, John Morant has shown that, but I'm worried about his health. And Nikola Jokic can control the game with his passing, with his rebounding, with running the game, running the floor, controlling the game more. And I feel like people can kind of get the Grizzlies if they catch them on a bad night. So that's kind of where I stand with in terms of Nuggets Grizzlies right now. So Arash, when you were not here uh, last week, I believe this this led to a contentious uh, oh. debate between Ooh, yeah. Grant, myself, Brandon, and Tim Lee, oh. where I asked the question: Who are your top three teams in the West right now if the playoffs started that you trust in the playoffs? That's the big key: the trust factor. I mean, I, there's no trust that I have in the Grizzlies. There's no trust in the Pelicans. So who, are, who is your top three? Uh, trust that I've seen them. Uh, best Warriors, Clippers. And again, the Cl- Clippers is more like, give me a healthy Kawhi. I've seen them win a championship with the Spurs. I've seen them win a championship with the Raptors. I've seen them have a historically great postseason before he got hurt when they went to the conference finals. And I still think to this day, if the Clippers were healthy, they win the championship that year. So Warriors, Clippers, I'll say the Nuggets. Oh, but we like, almost had the same. All right. Yeah, I'll say. But listen, I think Nikola Jokic will go down as the most thunder-appreciated great player. When 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 we look back at his career, if he doesn't go to Los Angeles or New York or a big market, <laughs> I mean, what he's doing, and Brandon can tell me about the numbers. It's his. I mean, it's crazy what yeah, this guy he, does. Yep. Um, and I know I said that a couple weeks ago too. Arash taking my lines, the most underappreciated <laughs> Death superstar taxes of all and, time. and whatever. <laughs> or, or, or Nikola Jokic being the most underappreciated superstar ever. Hot I mean, take. It's true. Hot take. It's not was... a, that isn't a hot take. I mean, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists per game, highest player efficiency rate in the league, highest RPM. Look, you got to put the Nuggets in the top three. I think if this is, look, they don't play defense, right? As long as they play defense in the playoffs, things could change, right? We saw Milwaukee. They lacked a defense during the regular season a lot of the year. In the playoffs, they were the best defense, which is why they almost beat the Celtics. So there is possibilities for them to turn it around. Again, 11 out of the last 12 champions have had a top 11 defensive rating. The Nuggets do not. So that concerns me a little bit. You kind of need to play defense to win championships. But if it's anybody to break that trend, it's Nikola Jokic, right? Uh, or a LeBron AD type team, right? Because those guys are just superstars and they, they can do it. So I have the Nuggets there. I do think the Grizzlies. I'm confident in them. I am. I am. At the end of the day, they have the best defense in the league. Jaron Jackson continues to play like this. He doesn't get into foul trouble. It's a big if. They're the most complete team in that conference with the Pelicans. So those are my top three. Nuggets, Pelicans, Grizzlies. And Grant, no, you had Denver and, um, sorry, who you had Denver, 
Yeah, I, I got Denver. New. I still have New Orleans because Brandon Ingram's not even back, and they have so much wing depth. And I love Willie Green as a coach. They just have so much explosiveness on that offensive end. Um, I, I'm going to take the Pelicans, the Nuggets, and look. I know the Warriors are kind of in a slide right now, but Steph Curry just came back. He looked pretty good. They they got up to a huge deficit, which kind of they came back a little bit, but. The Warriors are, you can never, like, there's always this team that makes a run right into the playoffs, and we're so far away that we can still see that. We can see a team fall off, and we can see a team get hot. And I, you know, the Warriors and the Suns are kind of banged up. The Warriors have just got back healthy, but the Suns are really banged up. If they get everyone back, I wouldn't count them out either, you know. So it's, it's like I said, parody, parody, parody. So yeah. Golden State is your third, just to clarify. Yeah, I, I'd still go Golden State just because, when healthy, I don't care about the record. When healthy, they can really make a run. I still think so. Well, absolutely. They've, they've proven that. They yeah. do have to play better defense. I was telling Armand it's going to be about Andrew Wiggins. I have a question for you, Grant. Yeah. This is what I ask mm-hmm. you. You are more confident in the 49ers than I am. You're a part of... You, <laughs> hey, look, look I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give Grant Mona credit because before all the people are now picking the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl, he said after the Cardinals game, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl and they're going to win this year. That's what he said to me after the Arizona game. So he said it before anybody else. I'm still a little skeptical because I've seen Kyle in big games coach. And, you know, if we play the Chiefs or the Bills, if we even get out of the NFC and beat the Eagles and there's a long way to go, it's going to be tough. But Grant, you still are on the, the bandwagon of the Niners being the best team in the NFL right now after 10 straight wins. Yeah, for sure. And, and the reason I, I say that, not just because I still, you know, I've said this for weeks and weeks and weeks, is that they have the best roster on paper, like in the in the NFL, not just in the NFC, but in the NFL, in my opinion. They have such a formidable defense. Very Ward's really good in the secondary. Brock Purdy is, like, I think we could just put it past, like, that Brock Purdy's like, oh, he's on a good run. He's actually a good quarterback. Like, he's probably a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. I'm not going to say, you know, overall, but right now, for sure. Um, and, you know, the reason I said said this is because they have one of the easiest routes to the Super Bowl. So they'll go Seahawks, right, which we all think that they're going to beat the Seahawks. And again, we, we're not 100% sure, but we do believe that. Then they play either the Giants or the Vikings, and then the NFC title game. So I think they can beat both of those first two matchups. And then when you get to the NFC title game, anything can happen. And the Eagles, look, the Eagles are kind of a question mark, too. They have not looked good the last few weeks. They just got Jalen Hurts back, and they beat the Giants, who didn't play anybody by six points. You know, and I'm not counting them out, but I'm just saying there's there's some flaws there. They're not playing their great the, the best football they've played. So that's kind of why I have the Niners going to the Super Bowl is because they have it's not an easy route, but it's one of the the more favorable favorable. Also, also, let me say this: if the Giants do beat the Vikings, they will play the Eagles. So the, the so they okay, would then yeah. they would then play either Dallas or Tampa. Right. If the Giants win, which, which still, which still, even in that matchup, I'll take the Niners. You know, all day. Of course, it is on paper. You know, I still think the Cowboys can beat the Bucks. I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion. I just well, they should. I think that the Cowboys. Yeah, they Tom should, Brady's but, never lost you know, to the, the Dallas Cowboys. Right. It isn't really six and zero or seven yeah, and zero. I mean, they'll like probably win, but I also kind of I want Dallas to win because if the Vikings win, I feel like Dallas has a good chance at being toe to toe with the Eagles. I really do. Mm-hmm. So if they get back past Tampa, like there, I don't want Tampa to go play the Tampa would get smacked by the Eagles and the 49ers probably. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm rooting for for Dallas because I want to see competitive football. As much as I give Dallas crap about choking, they're a good football team. You know, they, they just choke. It's like yeah. Arash has been saying. Like the last 25 years, I've had a front row seat to this. And, team and by the way, I like <laughs> Dak Prescott and he gets a lot of hate. 
and I kind of want to see him succeed because I like him. I think he's a good person. I don't know if we've asked you this question yet, Arash, but yeah. Prescott or Romo? Uh, you know what? Actually, a great Ooh. question because I, I think they're, they're, they're very similar. They, they, they're putting up historically, when I say historically, team franchise marks, you know. You know um, but, man, I'll go with Tony Romo. I mean, really? I think Tony doesn't get Ooh. enough credit. I mean, that, there was this one year they, they go 13-3. and three. They had a first-round bye, <laughs> best lost. team in the league almost, and then they lost the first game to the G. Hayes Giants. So, yep. yeah. G. Hayes Giants, that. by the way. That's a that's a team no one wants to play. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, look, as a Niners fan, yeah, we'd probably beat them if we played them. But still, that is a tough, tough team to play. Grant, l- let me ask you this because I've asked Brandon this. Uh, let's just say the f- f- the San Francisco 49ers get to the conference championship game. Jimmy Garoppolo is cleared, 100% healthy. Who do you start? Brock Purdy. Right? You don't yeah, start yeah, Jimmy yeah, D. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, as good as Jimmy G is for that team and as good as how much guys like him, this guy, Brock Purdy, is just playing sensational ball. You can't disrupt that. And that's kind of what they tried to do with Trey Lance. Like, you had a good thing with Jimmy G, and then you put Trey – I understand the decision. You put Trey Lance in there to kind of give yourself a more dynamic offense and all this, and then it didn't work out, and you go back to, to the original guy, and it works. So, on this run – I mean, what they, Kyle Shanahan, for me, is one of the top coach of the year. Until the fourth I, quarter. I, I was thinking – yeah, well, okay. But they, they, he won 10 in a row after being 3-4, and four, so i got to give him a little bit of credit. So you got to ride this streak that Brock Purdy's on. And Brock Purdy, it's not just like you're riding a streak. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. He can evade the rush. He can roll out. Um, he's a good game manager, so he's kind of perfect for that system. So I, I'd still go with Brock Purdy for sure. Okay, and I keep, I keep waiting for Brock Purdy to screw up, but he doesn't. So, I mean, maybe it's this weekend. <laughs> maybe it's in Philadelphia. That's going to be a tough game for him. Grant... Tell, tell us about the AFC. Tua Tagovailoa, there's one minute and 30 seconds left, so let's be quick. But Tua Tagovailoa yeah. is not playing. They took the yeah. money line off for the Bills. You can't bet it anywhere because it seems like it's free <laughs> money now. But I said that about TCU. You never know. Teams in the AFC that you think are most equipped to get to the Super Bowl? The Bengals, uh, for, for me, is, is probably the most – their defense has stepped up, man, this year. Like but like last year, they got by by their offense. This year, their defense has stepped up a little bit. Obviously, their offense is really good. I think here's, – here's a little sleeper for you guys, but the Chargers. The Chargers uh, yeah. are a sleeper for me. If they beat the Jaguars, I really think they can beat the Chiefs. And that's not just saying like – So, great. Oh, you like them to go somewhere. into KC perhaps if they win to beat the yeah. Chiefs? Wow. Yeah, listen, yeah, they, are a, they are a team that no one's going to talk about because a little bit like the Clippers, and I hate to say it, you know, it's gonna, you yeah. expect no, something right. to happen, you're right. right? But if, you're, if you're, you're right, if they go on the road, if they go to Jacksonville and win that game, that's a divisional game. And, and, yeah. and they want to play the uh, Chiefs because Justin Herbert, that was the game that he hurt his ribs. They, I mean, I mean, they, 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 they if think they win, they, they will. The, if they exactly, they think that they can go in there. They're not scared. They may not win, but they're not going to be scared. Grant, you're the best. We'll have you back on next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.